Hello, welcome to the TU Sports Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Kelly Hines. It's Thursday, February 23rd. Uh, a cold Thursday, Kelly, not not really enjoying this, not going to lie. Yeah, I, we, we got spoiled a little bit with some 60s and some sun, and now we got, you know, a little dose of reality. Um, all right, so let's talk some uh, TU hoops. So it's been an interesting season, to say the very least. Uh, but in all that's gone wrong this year, are there are there any silver linings, anything to look forward to, any positives? I think at this point we don't really have any any options, but to maybe look look ahead to next year. And I think um, you know there have been some quite a few young guys who have played for Tulsa this season, and and Noah has not really gone that well, but there have been some good moments from them that you have to feel optimistic about their future. And um, one thing that really uh, sticks out to me is, um, have you been to a TU home game this season? I have not. I, I, I'm not sure what, what you're waiting for, um, but uh, they they do this um, projection thing onto the court during the, the pregame. Like when they're like, uh, like when they're doing like their like hype video before they do like the starting lineup. And the song that they use for that, like, gets in my head because I've heard it a few times. But it's it's uh, one of the lines is um, something about if you want to see the future, take a look at us, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's it's almost like they knew the season was going to go the way it's in. So they're like, oh, but like the future, though. Um, and I really think there's something to that. Um, and I think you have really no choice but to to look ahead when, um, you know, they're they're five and what, 22. And they've won one conference game out of out of 16. They've lost nine games in a row. We could go down the list with that. George, I'm in the middle of something. Um, and, uh, I think, I think you, you start, and obviously the coaches, they've, they've been working on trying to get some players in for next year. Um, but I, I feel like the hardest thing as a coach in this current era of, of college sports is you have a, a bad year. How do you get the guys on your roster to stay on your roster? It's, it would be so easy for any of these guys to be like, yeah, no, this has been great, but um, we could go somewhere else and, and maybe not be part of a, a rebuild. Um, so I think that's going to be a challenge. But if you're able to hold on to your freshmen, at least, um, I think they could be good players. I mean, you're already starting a couple of freshmen. Like, they're going to be guys who um, maybe we look back, you know, in, in two, two to three years, and they're they're really – big time players for Tulsa. I don't know if it's going to happen that way. Maybe they get better players in. Those guys aren't starters anymore. I don't know. Um, I just think that's a big part of of the issue with this team is they're having to rely on guys who, you know, just just need more time to develop. They're good players, but they're they're maybe not um, ones you would automatically have in your starting lineup um, this early in their careers. That's a real good point that you brought up, and I honestly hadn't yeah. thought of it that much, but you know, keeping who you got, you know, recruiting recruiting your current players after the season is almost maybe as important as recruiting new players. Yeah, because I, I think you're going to be able to find some, I mean, they already have a couple guys um, who they've signed who are going to be coming in. 
And I think those guys will make a difference, but you can't take that next step without getting the guys to come back. And I, I really feel like this coaching staff and the, the types of players they have, I feel like that's, that's within reach. It's not, it's not like they have some guys who, you know, it seems like their heart's not in it and they've, they've given up. It doesn't, nothing makes me think that that's um, going to happen. I just know how these things go. And it's, it's just, it's, it's so easy to walk away from a situation and be like, and it's not, not always because it's difficult. It's just maybe not enjoyable. I mean, it, it, I think it's fair to say that when you're losing games, it's not a super fun experience. I, I would say it's not really fun for anyone who's, who's around it, but like, I, I think that they could, like these, there's so many teaching moments that have, that have come from these games. And um, I think probably the most impressed I've been with this team was, was with the game um, the other night against East Carolina. Um, that was a, a, a game that I really thought was going to get out of hand and it wound up being a really close game. And TU had possession in the closing seconds and didn't get a shot off, which is a separate issue. But, you know, they were down to um, seven or eight players and just, you know, everything was stacked against them. They Nothing, you know, they haven't won in a month, all of these things. And they played their guts out. They played really hard. Best effort I'd seen in a while, um, despite being very shorthanded. And there are just these moments when when you see – like this team with with the right pieces, they they have some good things going for them. And I really like. I know this year has not gone well for Eric Conkle, but I, I really feel like there are these moments when when you you see or you think you, you know just you have to feel optimistic about what he's going to be able to do because all he's done in his career is win. So I don't think he got to Tulsa and, and was like, oh. I'm, I, I don't know how to coach. Like he's, he's been a really good coach his whole career. So um, you have to think that um, things will align to be better than what this is. So um, I think you just have to cling to that hope because this, this has been a struggle, but you know, they weren't, it's only they were picked to win the league or anything like that. Like they weren't expected to do a lot because the, the, the talent level, I'm not trying to be harsh, but it's just not there. They're, they can't compete with the teams in the league. They just can't. Memphis, Houston, are you kidding me? Even the teams just above them in the standings have have a ton more more talent, more size, more pieces. Um, and, yeah, there are probably some more games. Some of those games they could have won. It just didn't really happen that way. But um, they, they're trying to overcome, you know, some some talent discrepancies for sure. So in his first year, how has Eric Conkle been to talk with his demeanor on the sidelines? I, I don't know if he expected this this much of a growing pain, but what's what's he been like? He is like probably the most like polite and, and gracious coach I've ever dealt with. I wouldn't say I know him exceptionally well because I've you know, just been covering him for like, I don't know, six weeks now. Um, and, and that has felt like a really long time, but it really hasn't been that long. Um, but he is, uh, he's great to deal with. Um, he like thanks you for being there. And it's like, oh, it's not really an option that kind of, kind of had to be here, but thank you for acknowledging that this has been a challenge for all of us. Um, 
but I think he gets it, you know, just from my conversations with him. I think he he knows that um, they've got work to do and, and he'll even acknowledge in his own way, like, you know, uh, he's asked about, you know, what has the season been like for you? You're not used to losing. And he was like, I really was hoping to never go through something like this to, to find out what it's like to, to not be successful. But I think, um, I think it's, it's, not to say that it's going to be good for him to go through this, but I, I think you, you, um, look at, like, I know that they've, they're, they've tried to find different ways of doing things. Okay. We've, we've lost a lot of games in a row. Like what, what can we do differently to maybe, you know, spark something here late in the season? And that's obviously a challenge, but, um, he still carries himself in like a really like good way. And I, I see his, his conversations with, with, his players, you know, on the sidelines in time, timeouts, um, you know, he's had some, some really lopsided losses and that's been really frustrating when, when you're, you're just not getting the sort of effort from your guys that, you know, they're capable of, and they've, they've done, you know, off and on, it's just the inconsistency of it. I, I think would be really frustrating. It's like, they were shorthanded the other night. And then, you know, that's the, the game that they decided to like try really hard. It's like, well, if you would just do that in the other games, like I would lose my mind. I could, I could not coach that, but he's very patient and he's, he's really good with the players. And that's, that's what makes me think that um, most of them will come back because I think they know that he's, he's good for them and his assistants are really good. So um, I've enjoyed, you know, getting to know him and dealing with him. Um, it just, you know, I'll, I'll like glance over at the sideline, like some, you know, like there were some bad turnovers the other night and like, I don't know how he doesn't just like, I would, there, there are times if I were him, I would intentionally get teed up twice. So I just would, wouldn't have to be part of it. I'd be like, we're done here. Like he's very patient. And, and I think I've been impressed with, um, you know, just how he's dealt with this season because it's, it's, I mean, imagine what that's like. You, you had a good job and you decided to take a chance on another situation. It's not like he was like, you know, an assistant somewhere. Like he was a head coach at a, at, you know, a good program and it had success, but, but wanted to, to be in a, a tougher conference and, and, um, you know, you move your family, your, your kids and, and, you know, you're probably expecting to have some amount of success and it's, it's been what it's been. Um, I sort of feel for him, but I, I don't think it's been a surprise. I think they probably thought that they would win more games than this, but, um, you know, the American, even though it's a down year, there, there are no teams in the league that um, are just an automatic, you know, victory on the schedule. It's just not that way this year. There's a lot of parity after Houston and, and after Memphis. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk a little football. What's uh, we can always chat football around here. What's uh, anything going on with Kevin Wilson and his gang? So, um, you know, still still looking for a defensive coordinator, which I, I think is probably an important position to have on your staff. So, um, not really ideal when your your defensive coordinator after a month takes another job. Um, but you know, that's uh, stuff that that happens when you're the smallest FBS schools like. When you're the smallest FBS school, you take a chance on guys and, you know, they somehow springboard that into another opportunity, which is totally fine. Um, but uh, that's definitely um, 
something that a process that's ongoing, I would think it'd be resolved pretty soon. But I think the problem that Kevin Wilson is running into is most of the guys who would be interested in that job at, at TU, which is it's a two-part job. You're a defensive coordinator, but you're also a safeties coach. So you need to be able to do both of those. Um, at this point, it's, it's, it's late February and teams are gearing up for spring practice. And most of those guys are who would even be interested and qualified, they're already invested in their current situation. And probably most, if not all of them, have already signed contracts that are keeping them where they are. So um, that complicates things. Um, I don't know how that's going to go, um, but I would have to think it'd be resolved another week um, within the next week. Um, because you want to, I mean, that's, that's why they haven't announced their, their spring football dates. Um, I, I, obviously you, you want your defensive coordinator to be in place. Like this is a time that, you know, just looking back on what, like what it was with, with Derek Mason at, at OSU, um, at this point last year, he spent six weeks, like picking apart the defense and putting it back together. And that had mixed results. But um, this is a time when when you want your assistants there to figure out what they're going to do. So then you can start installing that during the spring. So kind of a critical time. And and I'm sure it's, it's difficult to not have um, such an important member of your staff on board. But, um, you know, they're going through uh, off-season workouts. And the videos that I've seen have been, like, super intense and um, – that's kind of what you want to see. I feel like a lack of toughness, a lack of discipline. Um, you know, those were issues, um, you know, in recent seasons and, and seeing that, um, you know, maybe the, the groundwork being laid in the off season with, with the new staff. Um, I think that's, that's a good thing that's happening. I'm not going to say it's like, you know, that it's not like over the top or anything, but it's, it's just, you know, I think I, I really feel like, um, we'll see like a dramatic difference in, in kind of the vibe with Kevin Wilson's teams. And I think it, that that's stuff that um, it starts now. It's, it's happening now. It doesn't TU typically do their spring a little, is it a little later than OU or OSU or a little earlier? I always so It's usually earlier. I mean, I okay. remember uh, it's, it's been a few years, but I remember one year they started in February and I was like, it is, cold out there. Um, but yeah, they started, I think, uh, the end of February, a few years ago, they like to do a week or two before spring break okay. and then, you know, come back after spring break. And, you know, sometimes their spring game is in early April. I think it'll be in mid April this year. Um, and then they'll probably like, they may not start spring practice until after spring break or you know I, I feel like it's just going to be this year I think it'll be later than the other schools um but I think it's it's going to go you know deeper in, into April um and and a lot of that has to do with with not having a defense coordinator but I think um you know it, it, Kevin Wilson you know didn't arrive on campus and until um you know later in, in December because of what he had going on so um, I think it probably makes sense. Like there's, I don't think there's a need to, to rush it anyway. Um, but, uh, definitely, you know, interested to see what, what this team looks like in the spring. Cause 
anytime there's a coaching change, you don't really know like how that's going to go. Like in, in terms of, you know, maybe they, I think it's common when there's a coaching change, they have guys who change positions. Like they'll come in and assess their roster and be like, why is this guy over here? We have, we have way too many guys over here. We need him over here. Stuff like that. I think um, that's pretty common, but also, you know, there are guys who, who have an opportunity. I think um, if you've been buried on the depth chart, you know, there's been a lot of movement with, with guys, um, you know, going to the, not a ton of guys going to the portal, but just movement and, and, you know, maybe a guy who didn't um, really stand out with the previous staff will have an opportunity. So um, I love spring football because it's it's like, especially when there's a, a new coaching staff, it's kind of a preview of, of the fall. Um, with this team, I think it's going to be more of a process um, and it won't all come, to get, come together like magically, but you kind of start to get a feel for, for what this team's identity could be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else you want to get into or should we leave it there? I think that's good. You good? I'm good. We only had, I mean, George made a appearance early, but it's been kind of a quiet cat day. I'm a little. Yeah. He, he went yeah. over there. I, I taped a, a, a different thing earlier and um, like I got a lot of cat hair on me during that. So like I was like breathing it in, like I kept just trying to like wipe it off my face. And so the cats, I think, at, at the, you know, once it gets to like middle of the day, they start settling in for their very long afternoon nap. So I think that's what's happening. George is is um, over here in the windowsill trying to get some sunshine and he's he's closing his eyes like it's it's time to go to it's sleep. It's time. Yeah, nice. If we'd recorded earlier, you know, we may have had more cat sightings. So just keep that in mind for next time. Ah, good point. All right, we'll leave it there. You can download us for free on Apple, Google, or Spotify. We appreciate you checking us out. Kelly, always good to catch up. And I'll see you in about an hour and a half at the meeting. It's going to be great.